We are Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. Good morning, and thank you so much for logging on to our online service at Anthem Church. Whether you are part of our Anthem community or you're just logging on as part of your Sunday worship, it is delightful that you have joined us and that we get to share this experience together. As Steve said, uh, I'm Debs, and I have the privilege of sharing the word with you this morning or sharing what God has placed on my heart this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to be sharing about how God asks us to tell our stories. Um, I don't know about you, but stories are amazing. I used to love listening to stories by my mom or my dad um, or my grandpas. They were the best storytellers. And there is power in the stories that we tell. Uh, Whether it is a story that God wrote in the past, something that he has done, or whether it is a story that is currently being written, we need to be intentional, intentional to tell them. As we step out in faith and as we partner with God in obedience to tell our stories, He comes with His power and that is when those words that we speak impact people's lives all around us. So with that being said, I am going to start us off and I'm going to share my story. One of the things that God has done in my life and He has been so faithful, I have so many stories about his faithfulness and his goodness, but I'm going to share one in particular with you today about um, him being a God of the impossible. But before I do that, I want to share a a funny story with you. Um, It's very hard preaching to a camera because there's no audience, so I really hope it is funny for you. But a while ago, we were at a women's gathering, one of the last we had before COVID-19 hit. And in passing, a friend of mine came up to me and she said, you know, Debs, my husband and I were talking the other night and we were just saying how it would be so nice to have Debs's voice telling us a bedtime story that maybe we should record your voice and then we can just push play and listen to you telling us a bedtime story. And I was very tickled by that. Today, it's not a bedtime story, but it is a story of God's goodness. It's a story of God's intervention. It's a story about him being the God of the impossible. And I really trust that it would minister to you as it has to us and um, that God would use it in the way that he chooses to use it. My story begins one cold, wintry morning in February two years ago, where our daughter Hannah, who had just turned 19, suffered from a brain hemorrhage, a spontaneous brain hemorrhage, caused by what we know now as an AVM. Now, an AVM stands for arteriovenous malformation. And what that means is that there is a mass of blood vessels and veins that get tangled Um, They are responsible for bringing oxygen to the brain, um, but they become tangled and they burst. Now, only 1% of the population actually suffer from AVMs, and um, it's a very rare condition. And doctors are not too sure what causes them, other than they know that sometimes you're just born with them, and you don't know you have them until they either leak 
or they burst, which is what happened to Hannah. Hannah had been in class that day. It was a normal day for her. She had attended her lectures. She had gone to her cafeteria and sat with her friends and eaten, eaten lunch and then returned to her dorm room. She was um, in a single dorm room just to play some piano in between classes. Um, it was around 1.30 p.m. when I got a text to say that she had an excruciating headache. And um, within 10 minutes of her having a headache, she had collapsed on her dorm room floor and her heart rate had gone down to 30 beats a minute and she was completely unresponsive. The thing is that she was stuck behind a closed door and nobody knew that she was on the floor fighting for her life. People were going about their days um, and there she was alone. But God knew and by his grace and his divine intervention, Hannah had felt to text me. And that same intervention, um, I had felt to FaceTime her. And within seconds of my FaceTime call, I could tell she was delirious. And within 10 minutes, my last interaction with her was listening to her having a seizure on the floor with her phone facing upwards to the ceiling. What we then found out was that a quarter of Hannah's brain had filled with blood. And what I didn't know at the time, and I know now, is that when there is blood in the brain, it pools. There is nowhere for it to go. And so it begins to pool and it begins to push the brain outwards. And that is what causes brain damage. Once surgery was completed and we got to talk with the doctors, we were told that they were absolutely amazed that she had survived this ordeal. Our own friend Sheetal, who a lot of you know, never told me this while we were waiting, but she told someone else that Hannah may not get through this surgery. The doctors were astounded that she survived and they were amazed at her rate of recovery afterwards in the ICU. It was actually incredible to be in the room with the nurses and doctors, watching what God was doing, watching the story unfold and watching people's reactions when they heard about what was going on. I would walk past nurses and they would be talking with each other in hushed tones and then the doctors would come in and some doctors would just flat out curse and just say, this girl should not be alive, this is a miracle. The amount of times we heard the word miracle in a staff, in a, in a hospital, was unbelievable. After four nights in the ICU, four nights on the hospital floor, 12 days in inpatient rehabilitation, and six weeks in outpatient rehabilitation, I am so blessed to be able to tell you that Hannah made a complete and full recovery. Most patients who have been in inpatient um, rehabilitation will often come out with um, either some form of mental or physical disability and will sometimes be in the hospital for months and even years. And Hannah was there for 12 days. After our 12-day stay at the rehab hospital, um, part of our exit out of the hospital is to have a consultation with all the caregivers that were responsible for looking after Hannah. 
her doctor, they were overseeing the case, nurses and all the therapists that were involved, as well as the family. And so we sat at this conference table and uh, began our interview with the, the, the team of doctors. And Hannah's doctor who oversaw her case was renowned in his field. He's an amazingly bright man, but um, like some doctors, only some, his bedside manner was not the best. And he was a straight shooter and he started out by showing us the scan on a big screen and looking at Hannah and just with a deadpan face said, you should not be alive. I cannot make sense of what I'm looking at on the screen and what I see in front of me. And I cannot make sense that only after 12 days, you are ready to leave the hospital. And there's literally nothing more we can do with you here. You have to go and become an outpatient. Um, uh, an outpatient. And so it was incredible to hear this man who was clearly not a believer say to our faces that he was looking at a miracle. And just before we left, he said one more thing, which we will remember for the rest of our days. He said, Hannah, I wish I could bottle up whatever it was that made you recover the way you did and give it to my other patients so that they can recover in the same way. We serve a God of the impossible. And I really felt in preparing this message that Telling our story is not about the, the stories that are already written. It's also about the stories that we are partaking in right now that are not finished yet. And at that point in time, I realized that the story I'm telling you today was impacting people when it was happening. People were interacting with Hannah. They were hearing our story. They were um, listening and witnessing a miracle and it was deeply impacting their lives. That phone call that was a divine intervention of God set off the most incredible sequence of miraculous events that I wish I could tell you about now, but for the sake of time, I won't. But if it had not been for God intervening actively in Hannah's life, she would not be here today. Hannah's story went on to touch 250,000 homes. Tell me we don't serve a God of the impossible who wants us to tell our story. We were approached by North Shore Hospital and they said to us, please, we've heard about this incredible story. We would love to feature Hannah um, in our quarterly magazine and, and tell the rest of our excuse me, our patients about it. Of course, we said yes. We jumped at the opportunity. We wanted to do all we could to make sure the story was told. Um, and and we, we asked them one thing. We said, you know, please, can we ask you one thing? We believe that this was not a coincidence. We believe that God intervened, and we would like that to feature in the article. Well, not only did it feature but it was on the front page. This magazine arrived, um, actually boxes of them, and there was Hannah on the front page and underneath were the words, Miracle Girl. Hannah's story touched lives and is continuing to touch lives. That is the story that I get to share with you today. But what is your story? 
What is God doing with you right now? And what is the story that he wants you to share? You know, as traumatic as that event was, and I would never want to walk through anything like that again, God used every moment, every day, every emotion, and every interaction to teach me something about his character. And it is that lesson that I learned, or the lessons that I learned over that time, that I would not exchange for anything in the whole world. They've changed me. They changed the way I think. They changed the way I pray. They changed the way I see God, how I interact with people, what I share. They were lessons learned that I would never exchange, as traumatic as they were to learn. And right now, we are living in times that are traumatic. There is anxiety and panic and stress and the unknown all around us. We feel vulnerable. We don't know how the story is going to end. God is writing this story. But what are you able to share during this time? What is God teaching you? What is God doing in your life right now while this story is being written? written, that you are able to share with someone else. Steve has been saying over the last few weeks, pretty much every time he gets to share with you, about how he's been asking himself, are we just going to go back to normal after this time? Are we going to learn something, something about reaching God's people in a way that we've never been able to reach them before? The way we think about our friends and our family, the way we interact and the opportunities we have to be together. I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to be with my family again, my church family, and how much more I appreciate the interactions that we have and this privilege that we have had to be able to reach God's people in a way like never before. God is writing this story presently, and when this ends and the chapters are finished, I know we are going to have a story to tell. I encourage you, ask yourself this question. What is my story? What is God doing with me right now? And how can I partner with him to step out in obedience, to step out in faith, to share and allow him to come, his power and his Holy Spirit to give life to our words and to see people reached for the kingdom, for the gospel. I'm excited to hear about your story. I'm excited to hear about what God has done in your life currently and when your story is written. Before I end, I want to just give an opportunity to anyone who is listening for the first time and maybe you have never heard that it's even possible to have a relationship with God. Never mind hearing that he wants to be part of your story, that he is actively involved in your life. It is possible. God does want relationship with you. God is at work in your life already. He created you. He formed you. He has a destiny and a future for you. God cannot be near sin, and we are sinners. But he took care of that by sending Jesus, his only son, 
who was sinless to the cross for us. He knew in order to have relationship with us, we would need to be free of our sin. And so by dying on the cross, Jesus took care of that. The sin that we've committed, our present sin, and the sin that we will commit, it's gone. When he died, he took that with us. And so we can stand before God and he can come and walk with us and have a relationship with us and be actively involved in writing your story. All you need to do is say, Jesus, I acknowledge you as the Son of God. I acknowledge you as my Savior and I want you to come and be my Lord. And I invite you to be a part of my life, to be my Lord. If you would like a relationship with your father, if you would like to know the story he's writing, won't you pray with me? I would love to lead you in that prayer. And afterwards, if you did pray this prayer, please go to anthemforall.org hello and leave your information with us. We would love to make contact with you. But first, let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. If I was the only one left on this planet, you would have sent your son to die for me. Thank you that my sin is forever gone because of the sacrifice that you made, Jesus. I recognize you as the son of God. I recognize you as my savior and I invite you into my life as my Lord. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. And I also want to say, if you're listening and it's been a while since you've had relationship with God, come back to him. You don't have to be perfect. You can come just the way you are. He has been actively writing your story. He has never, ever let you go. He is right where you left him. Come back to him. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to have some questions and answers now, so it's not quite done. But thank you so much for the privilege of me sharing with you this morning, for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us at